Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one-of-a-kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living, the weekly podcast featuring author and pastor Drake Hunter, who just happens to be in studio with me today. Hello. Hello. How did I end up here? I don't know. It's, I just got here. You got in an Uber and it dropped you off. At, yeah. So anyway, glad to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's, it's it was a hectic week last week with the book campaign and everything, but here I am. Uh, I'm breathing. I feel good. I feel really good this morning. Well, and you, uh, speaking of the book campaign, you've had the opportunity now to uh, do some media things uh, throughout different parts of the country, and uh, that has to be very interesting as well, just to see the differences in how people react and, and perceive things. A different experience at a whole different level, and uh, of course, you've given me the, the experience of being in studio, so I was very comfortable in, in studio and stuff, but then uh, getting with, uh, uh, I think I was with the... Is, TCT Network, which is uh, a television, Christian television network. And so I was in studio with them last week, and that was just an interesting, uh, can I say crazy, uh, different time, So, but enjoyed it. It, it was, it was a, a great show. So I'm looking forward to for that coming out, and I'll be sharing it with all of our folks when that does happen. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about voices in your head when it comes to television production. Oh my goodness, yes! I was <laughs> there. I was sitting. They had the uh, earphones and all that on me, and of course they have six cameras and other shots and producers and the interviewer and they asked me to you know wear these headphones and I said okay and then all of a sudden uh, as we're getting closer and closer to airtime uh, you start having this chatter through all the different roles and responsibilities and uh, I'm I'm in there and of course uh, you know I'm licking my lips they're like don't lick your lips and uh, other people are like go to camera one go to camera all in my head so it it, it gave me a great uh, story in the sense of talking about all the different voices in my head because I literally experienced that last Friday in studio and that, that was crazy and trying to stay focused with the interviewer and and uh, what that is all about so yeah it was it was crazy uh, but gave me a good reminder of uh, how important it is to stay focused Who, who's the vo voice I need to uh, you know focus on and of course that was the interviewer but for us for Christians it's the voice of Jesus isn't it amen <laughs> yeah absolutely well this week uh, as we continue our journey uh, we want to talk about dependability yes and uh, on Sunday you used uh, uh, a little snippet from the movie Step Brothers uh, with the line in it did we just become best friends yes we did John <laughs> I <laughs> <Yep>. love that <laughs> quote <laughs> and as uh, as it pertains to understanding uh, what friendship really is when it comes to the Christian life and of course uh, as the song says what a friend we have in Jesus That's right. and that is the model but uh, I think sometimes we fall very short when it comes to the different aspects of truly being a friend. Yes, and and of course I used uh, you know the, uh, the verse in Proverbs that talks about there, there's a there's a friend that's closer than a brother, but uh, and and my point on Sunday was to make sure that uh, we we understand that there's two sides to the great commission when it comes to friendship, and Jesus is to be our 
best friend, but he's the perfect best friend. I think a lot of times we lose sight that uh, on the other side of the great commandment to be with others as well, our neighbor, uh, you know, we lose sight of that because we need friends uh, imperfect friends that are on, let's say, the same track we are with that focus uh, on Jesus and, and we're moving forward uh, in a way that's going to truly make uh, everyone better, make us better so that we can truly live a life that is fulfilling and get to the promised land uh, together. And so that was my gist on Sunday was because we know, any Christian knows this, Jesus is to be uh, our best friend and and then we can lean into that to see if he really is because then are you learning the interest of Jesus are you really learning the desires of God and and uh, his uh, his dreams and what he has for us in the sense of vision are you really because best friends good friends uh, really lean into each other's heart that would be uh, Jesus's heart there when it comes to truly uh, understanding one another where you can uh, lean into a relationship and be committed and engage with each other where both are giving a little bit to make that friendship ha friendship happen and we we know jesus uh, people say he's my best friend but is he do you know the commands of jesus <laughs> uh, are, are you really studying your best friend and spending time and being intimate and connecting well only you can answer that question, and I hope so, because Jesus is our best friend, because he is the voice, going back to what we already talked about, that should be in our heads, he should be planted in our heart, and of course, he, uh, he is why we do what we do in the sense of our hands. And so it's, it's so important that we do uh, truly develop that friendship in such a deep, personal way with Jesus, but at the same time, we need those imperfect friends so that we can connect and attach with who can who we can relate to because they're just as imperfect as we are but at the same time when we have a little bit of maturity and you're following you're connecting with the right friends and the right people they will help you through the time that you do need support when you need help and and when we do ask ourselves where we're at and we find ourselves in a very toxic place those are the people that are going to help you out those are your best friends well, I know you and I both uh, get very concerned when we hear people say things like, well, it's Jesus is my best friend. It's just me and Jesus. Yes. yes. And completely missing out on the other relationship aspect as you've just been talking about. Yeah, the, uh, the others, right? And, and let's face it, people are imperfect. So what happens is without any intent, well, sometimes intent, but people get hurt in an imperfect relationship. So that hurt, that harm then creates fear. And then what happens is we decide that the easier, we decide on the easier uh, way and we decide not to have friendship and it's just me and Jesus. Well, that is the easy way and you can become independent, let's say, I'm putting quotes up in the air here, but that's more isolation than it is in how God designed life to be with him and others. And so we get very concerned because when you're not connected, uh, when you're not in that support system, then you're not part of the body of Christ. Right. You're, you're not. You're not attached in a way that uh, that's going to bring security with God and with others in a way that's truly going to be meaningful and significant and in a safe place that you can be yourself. You can be accepted. However, uh, so many people run from whatever that fear is, and they end up uh, isolated, alone, and even more miserable or to the point of they just take their last breath and it's very sad because god never designed life to be that way to go into protection mode deeper in the cave yeah deeper in the cave and uh because 
let's just face it, you refuse to learn and understand how life truly is because you continue to lean on your own subjective understanding, and that's your past teachings or your past relationships, as we always say, and your past experience. You're relying on those to get you out of that isolation, but that's nothing more than the wages of sin is death. You're never going to come out of that unless you open up and actually connect and, and truly attach yourself to people that truly do care about you and love you and want to do this together. Well, let's talk about that one word that we started with, and that is dependability. Yes. So, so, of course, we know that we have uh, complete dependability when it comes to Jesus. We can depend on Jesus 100%, yes. no question. The question comes in then, uh, when relationship with each other, that, those imperfect relationships, mm -hmm. and the dependability, and what goes into understanding whether somebody is dependable or not. Yeah, how do you know? How do you know if they're safe people, right? Uh, are they toxic? Are they healthy? Well, part of that is understanding uh, character and how to discern character of a person, not only for the other person, but for yourself. And so we've got to learn, uh, and I'm going to be preaching on this on Sunday. I'm, I'm going to be really uh, kind of discern, or excuse me, can I say tearing this apart so we can understand our responsibility is to discern character in the other person so that then we lower the risk so that when we do enter a relationship, we know that we're not going to be harmed or destroyed. But if you don't know, you only know what you know. So you're going to walk in again in blind trust, blind faith, and it doesn't work. You're going to get hurt again. So we have to learn how to first and foremost define, uh, let's say, character and then how to discern that character to see if somebody is uh, harmful or, or if they're going to be toxic in our life because we, we've got we've to learn how to, can I use the word judge that, but in a way that's going to interpret it properly in the way God designed it. But you have to know how God designed it. It's not how mommy and daddy told you or grandparents or whoever. You have to lean into that, that time of learning and training what that's all about. And, of course, if you don't know what character is, and most people will give me some elementary answer when it comes to character, but if you don't know what those different elements of character are and don't know how to discern them, how do you know if you have a safe person in front of them? How do you know if you can trust them or not? And how do you know if you yourself are a safe person? Right. Yeah, that's right. And and first and foremost, as we see Paul with Timothy, uh, we've got to figure out who we are first. We have to answer that question, who who am I? Where am I? Uh, and, and so with that, that's exactly right. Because so many people, uh, they, they assume they know what character and uh, those different traits are uh, and then but what happens is they create their own little belief system and then now they go and try to uh, you know, help everybody else because everybody else is a the problem. They're the victim. And, right. and what happens is then they're trying to what they're doing then is in their confidence in their own little cave, as you put it, uh, they then are putting a an approach in place that I called BLM, be like me. Uh, method rather than be like Jesus and th that's an that's a very toxic person somebody who's trying to make you more like me than more than how God designed you to be or who you are well and it may be very innocently as well just yes. because that person doesn't understand oh they, they believe with all of their feelings with all their intuition <laughs> with with uh, you know all their gut feelings that they're right that they're right that they're right and because of their feelings and they depend on their own 
their own experiences and teachings again and and they just like there's no way i can be wrong uh, because this works for me well me is a very small place mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the seven billion people here on the planet now and then throughout all civilization so we have to be very careful because we do believe we're right when it comes to that and then what happens is again we're drawing people in and we're trying to make them like me or we want them to follow our expectations our goals our vision and and, you know and what happens is they manipulate people rather than motivate them to god's plan and his design for that individual or for your friend it's a very toxic um, friendship when somebody's trying to manipulate you to their teachings or whatever they know uh subjectively speaking now, if they're wise in the sense of subjectivity along with objectivity, that's where you want to come. It comes together, and you have a relationship now where subjectivity and objectivity become best friends, John. Mm-hmm. And then through that, where you have wisdom, uh, you have uh, objectivity, and then you're connecting with people in a way that is meaningful to them in the sense of interest and desires and dreams boy that's a great friendship where you can come together and bring those two things together subjectivity is just the uniqueness of who you are your teachings uh, and all of that but at the same time you're open to learn new things but with a proper understanding of who that source or who that person is in front of you because i want the best let's say information uh knowledge and understanding Mm-hmm. That that's that's where when all that comes together and I have the best, because can something better come along? Hey, that's how time works sometimes, right? And science and everything else. But I want the best in the moment that I'm in, and so that's where we lean into it, and then we understand how to discern. Let's say authority. Who who is the expert? Who isn't? Uh, why will this work? Why won't it? And once we understand that, that comes together, and then in in the theme of who we are, subjectivity and objectivity become best friends, and then you can discern people uh, in in their character and and even their temperament to find out who they are in their personhood. So you're like, you know what? This is a safe person. I'm going to hang out with this person. Uh, they get. I, I'm going to I'm going to even bring them into my inner circle because uh, we know this, it's the inner circle of those five people that we surround ourselves. That's gonna be your potential in the next few years, five years. So we start off with really understanding who we are, who am I, where am I, Mm -hmm. and then we're able to, if I hear you correctly, then we're able to discern, is this person my friend? Or is this person, I'm going to use the word enemy, uh, not from the standpoint of they're actively fighting against me, but more from the standpoint of lack of understanding and that maybe that more dogmatic approach to I'm right, be like me, and and actually leading down the wrong path. And it could even be that friend might be immature as well, right? So we got those different areas. Yeah, so... Uh, so the question is, you know, who are my friends, right? Where are my friends? And we can we can go in so many different directions, but it does come down to uh, understanding, you know, who's in front of me, and if they're healthy or unhealthy people. Is that where you're going with it, John? Right, and then being able to discern between that and those who are right. the unhealthy people. Who again, I just use the word enemies just right, to right. set that difference between friends and enemies. Yeah, and, and how I discern that? Maybe I'll go in that direction just to give people a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of knowledge and understanding of how do you discern somebody? Well, when you come into my life, I'm discerning different areas. One of them is can this per- person. Uh, 
create and develop trust uh, in a way uh, that's going to be beneficial for both of us. You know, and so how important is it that somebody knows how to uh, build trust in a relationship? It's huge. It's the foundation of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And if that person cannot be trusted and they don't know even know how to speak towards it in the sense of uh, creating trust and developing it with relationship and they're just kind of guessing at it, well, that might give you a clue that maybe um, uh, I can spend two minutes with you and not three. But then here's another big factor for me, John, is... Uh, you know, people are where they're at in their maturity level and all that, but can this person see and face reality with me? Because so many people live in fantasy land. And the thing is, we have to, we have to live in reality. Some people live in the reality of goodness, but they fail to see the badness. Vice versa. Some people live in the reality of badness and can't see the goodness. Well, I need an integrity. Uh, uh, the wholeness or the integrity concept comes to mind when it comes to this. Because reality is there's good and there's bad. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, God has given us the ability and our senses and who we are and all of that so that we can discern that. And, of course, we bring both the good and bad as Romans puts, as Paul puts it in Romans, and they all work together for the good. That's who I want to be my, my friend. And then, of course, when I discern somebody, do they work in a way that's going to bring results? Are they effective uh, in friendship, uh, in what we're going to do? Uh, I mean, I think of uh, my, my own relationship with my wife. You know, she's very trusting. And she knows how to face reality. But the greatest thing about us is we can do things together that brings results uh, to, uh, as one, and they're very effective. And then we become one as, as that friendship, as that married couple. But that's with any relationship I'm in. I'm looking for people that I can partner with, build alliances, have those relationships where we become friends, where we're now being effective in life together, and we're making more people more better, if I could put it that way. And then, of course, we, we go through those different areas, and I don't have time to go through each phase, but if you remember the message, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat, the Jaws, uh, I uncovered every one of those uh, dimensions of character and how not how to discern it but that's what I'm discerning when it comes to my own uh, you know personal relationships and and I have an inner cir circle and John yes you're one of them <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's talk about that differentiating between good and bad because mm -hmm. they are both important um, it, it, you don't see the light without the darkness I guess uh, right and so by looking at uh, the bad uh, and and recognizing that it's there we can determine uh, where the good should be yeah and let me let me kind of define what bad time is first I think this will be helpful because we want to say bad times is a bad experience not necessarily right uh, bad time is when it doesn't matter if it's good time or bad time in the sense of experience is when you're not growing or learning from it that's bad time so no matter what's happening, good or bad in your experiences, uh, if you're just allowing that just to kind of pass by and you're hoping to, you know, that it's going to get out of your life quick and you've learned nothing from either side and you haven't put that in, in your character or in your soul, that's bad time. And we have to understand that because so many people live in denial of that experience, especially in our Christian faith, because most people are just trying to uh, sweep pain or hurt or whatever under the carpet without anything gained. 
and how miserable that is. We have to learn from it or we're just going to continue to be that greasy rag in, in life where we're trying to clean the window with a greasy rag. It, it doesn't work. You're making things worse. It's better if you would uh, sit on your hands, if you will. That's dysfunctionality. Uh, and so we don't want to sit on our hands. We need to be effective uh, when it comes to truly understanding uh, what uh, bad time truly is. And bad time is truly uh, no time or no learning, excuse me, with whatever that is. That's where Romans uh, chapter 3 comes into play. Uh, and, and we see both the good and bad work together, but only if you do your part. And you learn how to discern that. You learn how to grab the, uh, let's say, the goodness and take the manure of all of that and, mm -hmm. and, and actually throw it on all of your experience so that the fruit or the effectiveness of who you are becomes better in that analogy when the manure hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, you were telling me before we started recording, Drake, about uh, the, the high. H-I. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and I found that very interesting, and I'd like to take some time to, because it fits right in with what we're talking about here with the, the head, the heart, and the hands. And um, and so that's the H's. Yes. And then the I's inform, instruct, and influence. Tie those together for us. Tell us, give us some insight into that, because I think it's so important. Okay, to do that, let me set up the, uh, the uh, conversation with Ephesians 6 then. Ephesians six twelve, which says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, I read that because I want you to catch those last two words that are uh, part of that uh, Ephesians 6:12, heavenly places. And so when you say, hi, John, I'm saying this in, in that particular message, uh, is we need to learn how to say hi to those heavenly places. But we have to define what those heavenly places are in our own life, and then we have to learn how to actually be effective in those heavenly places so that we can truly perform and, and accomplish the things that God wants us to do so that we can carry God's plan forward in His purpose. So those heavenly places are just those those uh, three H's, what I call the three H's, right? And, and you can think you need to connect with your head, you got to connect with your heart, and you need to connect with what you're doing or your hands. Because those are the heavenly places. So let me say that again, your head, your heart, and your hands. Now on the other side of that, that's H. Now, as I shared last week, I believe, I said the eyes have it. Well, if you think about it, our responsibility is uh, in life, we've got to inform the head. We can say the mind. We have to instruct the heart, and then we must influence the hands. That spells high, doesn't it, in, mm -hmm. in, in that uh, little uh, message? But those are heavenly places, and we should be doing those uh, things to develop and, and grow and to become more better in those areas and who we are in God's plan so that we can truly help others and we can uh, draw other people's in other people in that they then become our best friend and so yeah the heavenly places uh, I'm going to be uh, unfolding that over the next six months and 
uh, I'm even thinking about going in a, in a certain writing direction with, with uh, that high concept that uh, I've put in place. But uh, it's that simple because Paul says, against the spiritual forces of evil. We're fighting against the spiritual forces of evil. Well, the way we do that is we've got to get the good things in those heavenly places and who we are first and foremost and then into our relationships then those spiritual forces are goodness and god jesus is the good shepherd and so we are dealing with those principalities and uh, those different authorities that come in the sense of those voices in our head and we're talking about and and in uh those those areas we deal with and we deal with that in a in a moment by moment um experience with who we are uh, and with others we're constantly uh, trying to become good managers in those three areas and if we can uh, and then we have the boundaries or those standards of jesus in place my goodness you're going to live a life of fulfillment and not only you're going to become better you're going to help everyone else become better in your relationship so that then you truly are a friend as we see Jesus being a friend. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So uh, I want to bring it down to a real simple level here for people like me to understand. Sure. So um, with the high uh, principle or or concept, Uh uh, the head, (laughs) informing the head so we make a decision. Let's go to our Christian life. Make a decision. We find out the facts, you know, when it comes to Jesus. Yeah. Okay, and, and I'm bringing it from salvation, yeah. the salvation standpoint. Then uh, we make that decision and we instruct the heart in the ways of Jesus, learning to he's our best friend and such, and then influencing the hands by then sharing that through what we do. Uh, faith is belief plus action, as you said earlier, right, and what we're doing yeah. and influencing through our hands that way. Am I catching that right? Yeah, I think uh, in the Christian faith, since you're going in that direction, the way I discern it in my head, too, this will add to what you just said, is informer. That's a preacher's role and responsibility to inform, okay. to be a mm-hmm. proclaimer, to inform, right? To inform the head. So when you come in and I preach, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a message so that you can get, uh, you know, uh, so we can inform the, the, the mind, if you will along with the brain of course and then of course the second one is instruct that's a teacher in in, in our christian faith so we got a preacher we have teacher but then that last one is becoming a communicator and and that communicator is one who can truly influence uh behavior or can we say action to get you to where you need to be in the sense of your purpose god's plan for your life individually collectively and as a church and then you become that communicator where then you're leading, uh, guiding people to the promised land. So, yes, so we have three different areas that hopefully will help people understand that there's all kinds of different ways to think about this, but it comes down to that that uh, that conclusion that we're, it's all about uh, getting people to where they need to be so that they can be very effective, first and foremost, in their own lives, in their relationships, and then together. So, yeah, that's I think that's a good three-part there that we just talked about. <laughs> So let's bring it back around now to uh, the word we started with, and that is dependability. Yes. Uh, dependability in our own lives that, that we are dependable for other people. 
yes. and that uh, we are able to discern others uh, and their ability to be dependable. Because as we know, uh, in life, we have to have those people that yeah. we can depend on, uh, the careless trust, as we like to talk yes. about. Yes, uh, You know, I used the uh, military story on Sunday, and whoever's in the foxhole with me, they ne- I need to pe- depend on them with all of my life. And simply put, that just means being dependable means you've got my back even when I'm not with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have my interests and desires. You have yours, yes, but just as important, you have mine, and that is a true friendship where we have each other's back no matter what. It doesn't matter if I'm in the room or not in the room. Uh, you know, uh, you, you have my back no matter what. We don't need contracts, and we don't need all of the legalities and all of that because we're true friends. We have each other's back no matter what. It isn't that what we're doing at Elevating Life Church with our core team and who we are, we're, you know, our priorities. We have each other's back because there's nothing worse than, you know, somebody on your team's walking away. They don't have your back. They're not for you. They're against you. Uh, and they might speak to you real uh, politely and kind and blow smoke. <laughs> Can we put it that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, in that conversation. But the moment they walk away, you know they're having you for lunch and you've never been to their house. Right. <laughs> and right. so uh, we're talking about a different friendship. And that's how Jesus, uh, that's how God designed life to be in that type of friendship. And we can find out, we can have all kinds of excuses and find reason why we can't do this and not trust. Get out of that reality and, and move into the reality of what true Christian faith is all about. It's not about a religion. It's about true friendship with Jesus first and foremost and then others that truly want the best for themselves, for others, and for the bigger picture. That's God's plan. And when we're in it for that, then your priorities are going to change and everything's going to come together. And you're going to really learn what it means to live in the promised land in in fulfillment and satisfaction in a way that uh, most 99.9% of people, and I'm just talking about in the Christian faith here, uh, they never get to because they continue to travel in the desert rather than truly learn how to trust and, and discern and then bring those people that they can truly depend on into their life. And are, are in people, imperfect people going to let you down? You bet. But that's not the expectation. That's just the way it is in a broken system. But we're there with them no matter what. I mean, no matter what. And if you don't understand that, go back to Jesus and his experience here on earth and what he did for us and what that true friendship looks like, what that best friend uh, relationship truly looks like. Well, and then, uh, then hopefully we have that aha moment when we go, did we just become best friends? That's right. <laughs> Let's go karate. Let's go do karate, John. <laughs> right. Go out to the garage and do karate. Well, uh, Drake, uh, fascinating. And I look forward to, over the coming weeks and months, delving even deeper into uh, the high uh, concept yes. and, and really, really opening that up and, and finding out more about it. But uh, I do appreciate your time. And uh, why don't we, this was so much fun. Let's do it again next week. Uh it's on my calendar. Hey, all right. Now, there's uh, only one thing that's going to stop me. My best friend. If he comes back, uh, Jesus, <laughs> I won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's it for this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. For pastor and author Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. Have a wonderfully weird week. 
Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.